Hey guys, happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are all doing great. We are into November. My daughter asked me about Christmas decorations the other day. Oh my gosh, how did we get here again? Isn't it crazy how fast the years go by? Okay, so I'm excited to be here again. I have a really great guest this week. I cannot wait to share this episode with you guys. We talked about so many incredible things. But before I dig into that, I want to remind you guys, if you're not following me on social media, what is even wrong with you? I want you to head over to at Michelle File on Instagram, or you can find me, Michelle File, on Facebook as well. I'm active in both places. I pop in live and do live trainings on, on both of those platforms at least once a week, and I love sharing all the ins and outs of my day on my stories. So make sure you're following me there and say hi. Send me a message. I would love to hear if you found me through my podcast, and um, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know you better. I want to hear what you'd love for me to share more on this platform. Okay, so today's guest, I am interviewing Heather from Chaos and Cookies. If you have not met Heather yet, you need to race over to Chaos and Cookies on Instagram, or also you can catch Heather weekly on her podcast, which is ranked number 80 in parenting on the U.S. charts. Is that not incredible, you guys? And I got to interview her. She's amazing. She's a mom of three living in Austin, Texas, and she's a mompreneur. And she started sharing a lot about the different strategies and systems that she used in her own life. And she had so many moms coming to her saying, like, how are you doing this? Why are you not overwhelmed? How are you, how do you have this business and you have tools and systems and productivity? Like, can you share more with us? And that's exactly what she does. She has over 10 years of experience in marketing And she just brings all of that to the table on her platform. We had such a great conversation actually about women like us. You guys, like we're busy with these kids and parenting and all the things. And we also have this passion to have a business, right? We want to do something more. We want to have more influence, more impact. So she shared a lot of great tips. We got into some Instagram strategies. So you guys wanting to kind of have a platform, maybe you have a brick and mortar business. Maybe you're in network marketing. She shared some amazing tips. I loved our conversation and I know you are going to love it as well. So make sure you're following Heather follow me, share with me, screenshot your stories or screenshot that you listen to it and post it in your stories and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I would love it. I would be forever grateful. And I hope you enjoy this, you guys. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Michelle File Show. And again, we are here to have an empowering conversation between two women. And we, as always, I just hope that you'll get some value out of this. Today, I'm so excited to have Heather join me from Chaos and Cookies. You got to look her up on Instagram. She has an amazing platform there where she's really helping busy moms and mompreneurs, helping them to stress less, save time with systems, and sort of like systems for a busy household. This lady's a mom of three, so she's got it going on. So (laughs) Heather, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I would love for you just to kind of introduce yourself and just share a little bit about your business and how you help women and uh, what you've got going on right now. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I'm in Austin, Texas, Texas girl. 
And I've got three kids, like you mentioned right now, they're seven, six, and four. So they're young. Uh, and I, my business is chaos and cookies. I have a podcast and I really like to help women start businesses and show them how to do the tech side of things like Instagram and Facebook pages and, uh, getting them their systems automated so they can push out their business faster without learning the ins and outs and getting frustrated. Because when I started my business two years ago, I didn't have Instagram. I was just back onto Facebook because I was off of it for so long and trying to learn how to promote um, my health and wellness business at the time. I was like, okay, this is the way that you have to market if it's a virtual business. And it took so long and took a lot of just practice. And so if I can help others take the guests guesswork out or teach them how to do it with how to's, then I'm a visual learner. And I feel like when you can see someone doing it, you understand it. A lot of uh, business coaches and things, they explain what you need to do and tell you what you need to do. We talk about funnels and talk about, you know, email lists, but if you don't explain what it is and then show them how to do it, then then they will never do it. They'll just be like, I'm super overwhelmed. I'm going to go watch YouTube. And then they end up getting analysis paralysis and not doing it at all. (laughs) It's so true. I find that there's seems to be two types of coaches right now. And I've worked with both. (laughs) It's driven me crazy because it's like mindset, mindset, like just go journal, go journal. Here's another journal prompt. And I'm like, oh, frig, I already do that. Like that isn't it. And then the other part is they kind of like are wishy-washy about, well, this is what you need. This is what you need, but they don't actually, I'm very visual. They don't give the like, okay, can you please give me step by step by step? So I love that that's what you're doing, just simplifying the whole process. So I primarily speak with network marketers and Mm. I don't know if maybe that's, um, I'm sure you help some network marketers at the end of the day, we are building our business on these platforms. And a lot of us are coming into this type of industry with zero, like absolutely Mm -hmm. no experience, like no experience running our own business, let alone getting our mug on social media. I mean, those are the fears that I hear every single day. I've been in it for seven and a half years. So I've kind of like gone through exactly what you were saying, like the YouTube and scouring for information and failing forward. But how do you help some one that's coming in busy mom has fallen in love with some product and is really just kind of fascinated by the idea that she could earn even just a little bit of extra income. What would be some of the things that you would help them, like some starting steps to get onto social media? Do you have any tips for them? Sure. Someone like that? Sure. I actually have like a business starter kit. It's free and it really, you could grab it in my bio or my website, Um, but it will teach you how to set your systems up before you get onto social. And it's like, if you don't have a website or most, most, you know, multi-level marketing or those types of businesses that you're signing up for typically have some sort of back office or CRM, uh, for, you know, tracking and things. And so you can implement that, with it, but sometimes they'll give you, they'll give you like links, for instance, they'll give you links to, you know, promos or, They'll give you images. They'll give you everything that you need. Mm -hmm. It's just setting yourself up 
to make it easier for you to access those in a, in a pinch, in a quickly and not look for it. Uh, so the first thing I would say is really get to know the back office of whichever brands that you are, are doing. You need to know where to locate it, download everything that you think you're going to want to use and put it into a Google drive or put it in some sort of folder on your desktop. So it's easy for you to access and then maybe even send it to your email so you can access it on your phone, save those as images and things like that, and then have a, a separate album in your photo album for those things and label them. That way you know where everything is. So when you go to post or you go to pull something up to show or send or whatever, it's where you want it to be and not in the back office of whatever you know brand you're selling. So that would be the first goal is to really get to know that back office. The second thing is you want to see if there's any links. Maybe there's a link to a lead magnet or what we also call a freebie or an opt-in. Uh, those are the different names you might hear out there and find where those are. And so once you locate those, you have to then go, I recommend Linktree. It's, you know, it, you could get as complicated with it or you know, very simple. And it's a place where you can put multiple links. If you don't have a website, you can put link tree up, you go there. And then that's where you would insert the links to those freebies onto their, on that platform. And you can turn them on, you can turn them off. I recommend only having one, maybe two links active when it comes to freebies, because then when people go to that, like that site, uh, they might get overwhelmed you can move it to the top. You can make one dance. You can even, even leap link as they call it, where it'll just take them straight to that thing and it won't even show them. So, uh, that business circuit has, a, a walkthrough on Linktree, is a walkthrough on Flowdesk. I like Flowdesk a lot. There's also MailChimp. Uh, Flowdesk is very user-friendly and that's for an email campaign. And so if you're, or a, a lead magnet to collect email addresses. I think that's the number one thing that we don't do at the very beginning. And then we always are like, we need an email list. It's like, you do have an email list. You have clients, they, there's, those emails are somewhere in that back office. And so it's super important to create some sort of way to collect those. And that's where those links really come into play with, with your, with your opt-ins from your back office, you can link those. So then someone can sign up for it and then you collect their email. So you're not manually sending it to them every time. Yeah. So really getting your systems in place to work for you. And it takes some time at the, at the beginning to set it up, but once you get it done, then you can just focus on promoting your stuff. Yeah. It's so helpful. I don't know why I was smart enough to do that when I started because I really like mailed. I remember trying to get my MailChimp set up. Ugh. I'm not techie and getting so frustrated, but for some reason I just knew like I needed something to capture people's attention. I needed to capture those emails. And I'm so grateful that I did that. And, and I try and encourage my team to do it as well. But the, I mean, often what happens is they are super busy. They may not have the same vision for the business as I did. I really came into the business like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. This is going to be my thing. But sometimes they're just kind of like, well, why would I take too much time to get that set up? But 
I do. I think you agree. It is a super important thing if you want to kind of keep your business rolling and growing that funnel of people. Is yes, it- it's very important. And you have to remember the only thing you own is your website, your own website and your email list. You don't own social media. They make changes. What two weeks ago, they just went completely down. If that's the way that you're getting your business and you can't access it, Oh my gosh. So you know how many emails I receive from lists that I'm on? Hey, when social media is down, try this, try that. They were still reaching me through my email. So it's super important at the very beginning to have those set up because look what happens. They make a change. Boom. Like you don't have control over that at all. And we just use it as a platform to, to just elevate our marketing. Yeah. And I'd also like to mention, just because I know there's a lot of network marketers, you don't own that company either. No, no. And that's why I made my own company. Honestly, I I started in health and wellness after I I was writing out a non-compete in sales and marketing. Um, I left the legal world and I had a two-year non-compete. I had my kids at home and I started working for a health and wellness company because it was using my, my major. I was an exercise science major and a former athlete. And I've had a couple of back surgeries. Um, I'm all going to be 37 in January. And so I just didn't like being crippled and really was being held back. And once I finally got my spine fixed, I found a new lease on life. I was able to work out all these things, but a lot of my clients were saying, I don't have the time, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was working for this company and marketing for them, which I still do. But if she decides to go and sell the company tomorrow and all my eggs are in that basket, then what? And that happened to me in the sale when um, I worked in legal, I was a director of marketing for 10 years for this other, for this legal company and she sold it. And I had to make the decision to go with the bigger company or leave. And I decided to leave. I didn't want to work for that company, nothing against them. It was just, it was my time to get out, but I didn't have any say she sold it. That's it. And now I'm not selling court reporting anymore. Uh, I have a lot of my clients and actually a lot of those clients came over for health and wellness, but I then wanted to start chaos and cookies and help moms, you know, get more efficient at home, run their business better, make time for their business, make time to work out, make time to eat healthy, maybe help free up some time to get the kids like more in self-sufficient and independent. So it'll take some load off of you as a mom. And so I started chaos and cookies really for one of those reasons is just because it's like, if she sells that thing tomorrow and I'm certified and I'm like gung ho, what happens? It's so true. I talk talk about this all the time because I was the employer before I came to network marketing full time and made it my career. I had a big salon and spa and I had like 15 staff and as I loved them all and I made it as smooth of a transition as possible, giving them lots of time to find another job. But at the end of the day, they were out a job because I changed my mind, you know, like I thought I was going to do that forever. And then I had to change a heart. So like it happens, <laughs> it happens yeah. even with the, I feel like I'm a pretty good person. I wasn't doing it to hurt anyone, but at the end of the day, we all have to live our own life. And yes. So I would say to you listening, if you're just in network marketing because you think it's fun right now, A, 
get prepared. Like you never know, you might fall in love with this and want this to be your thing or something may happen like, Hey, COVID happened and people lost their jobs or whatever things happen. And I, what I love about what you're doing, Heather is simplifying those systems. And if you put a little bit of time in at the beginning and just get that set up, that makes your family, you know, it takes away that overwhelm that I hear from so many moms. Oh my gosh, I'm on my phone all the time. Well, you're on your phone because you actually don't know where to find the link to send them to sell. You're because it's in the back office and you don't know where to find it and you're searching the FAQ, but you're like, got this really simple, like, let's get you set up really well here. So when it happens, you're going to be like, oh yeah, here it is. This is easy. It's just because it's in the back office. Like some of those back offices, they continually add things, they switch platforms, then they move it. And so just taking the time to really grab it, take the time to download it and move it to your computer, your phone, because you can access it because you're going to go to where it's easiest for you. And we all don't work the same. Some can go into the back office, just fine and find it. Mm -hmm. But if as they're growing and they add more products and services, like they're going to have more and more and more files, and then they're going to change platforms or they're going to upgrade or they're going to have a new app. And so keeping up with those things, but doing it at the very beginning, like setting it, forgetting it, then you're not on your phone every time. You don't have to hear your spouse yipping at you like, Hey, get off your phone. I'm like, I got to send my client this thing. I'm trying to find it when you can have that already set up. And it's like, Oh, here's just go here, put your email in it. And then it's just going to email it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I don't know how many of you know my story, but about 15 years ago, I was sitting on my couch eating cheesies, feeling really sorry for myself. And did I mention it was probably about 1 a.m. and I was 80 pounds heavier than I am today. And I flipped on the TV and I happened upon, you guessed it, an infomercial. And it was an infomercial about all of these women that had such amazing results with a workout and nutrition program. For some reason, that night was the night that changed my life, to be honest. I actually decided, you know what, I'm going to make the phone call. Yes, we had to use the phone back then. And I'm going to order these tapes and I'm going to do this program. Something about the way the people were talking made me think, you know what? I can do this. I can get this weight off. I can get control of myself and my life. At that time, I just was not feeling great about myself. I really wanted some help, but I was really insecure. The thought of going to a gym or admitting to a trainer or anyone, to be honest, that I felt so gross because I was so used to hiding, hiding behind black clothes, hiding behind my really successful career, hiding behind just being really nice and smiley all the time. No one really knew how much this extra weight was affecting me. So I was too insecure to go to, to anyone, go to the gym. And this, this program, made me think that I could do it, that I could press play at home and I'd be able to get this weight off. And over a long period of time, I did. You know, I went in and out of following a nutrition plan, which I know nutrition is what is key in weight loss, but the real amazing part of this whole 
thing is I did those workouts. I did them from day one to day 90. And then I continued on. I continued using these at-home workout programs every single day. And I have not stopped. And that's what I want you to hear in this story. I started creating this habit with these tools that were really there to help me and support me and keep me accountable and actually teach me how to do things right in the comfort of my own home. And now, of course, that's how I help and support women as well with their weight loss and fitness goals. And I just want you to know that this is available to you. I want you to be able to do at-home workouts and not feel intimidated. I want you, even you, yes, who are busy and crazy at home with your kids, I want you to be able to go and just press play and get a really good workout in, in maybe just 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you have. And I want you to be able to have the support backing you from someone like me who's been there, who's done this, who knows how much of a struggle it is. If you're curious about the workouts that I use, if you're curious about my nutrition plans, if you're curious about my mentorship groups, I want you to reach out. I want you to email me. I want you to reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or go to my links page and click the fitness at home link so you can hear and learn more about what I have to offer thousands and thousands of workout programs, nutrition plans, meditations, but most of all, the support from me and also a community full of women that want to be healthy too. They want to feel really, really good and they've committed and we want you to commit with me, to commit with us. So this is, this, this is interesting. I want you to reach out, go to that links page, learn more about it and let's get you started. Do you think that it's speaking from like a network marketing perspective, do you think having their own website is important? Oh, it's, it's a double edged sword. Cause the website is yours, right? So if you decide like this MLM isn't good for me anymore, but I want to go do this, you still own the site. Um, I've always been taught when I got into it, you always go buy your name, the domain. You just always do. Um, and you keep it, um, and, and across social platforms, you always keep the same name across social platforms and which is kind of tricky. Cause if you're changing your name after a divorce, it's like, Oh wait, I'm super confused. I'm like, I know, but you know, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and people can adapt. I've learned. Um, but for the most part, a website, again, you don't own MLM. So I suggest use that for your, that specific thing. But if you want to start a blog or if you want to do something on your own, you're not going to be able to put the MLM's logo and things on it because they're not affiliated. So if you have your own, you can put a tab for like, for instance, I sell for fast way fat loss. I, I have one on my site in case people want to know about it. Um, you can put, you know, Arbon on there. If you're, you know, like to sell that, you can put it in your email list, um, or your email newsletter at the very bottom. So you can talk about what you want to talk about. And then at the bottom, you not to be salesy, you're just like, Hey, 10% discount on the next blah, blah, blah. It's down on the bottom. So then you can work in other things under your name and become the expert, your name, and you can add into things later. Cause a lot of people will do multiple businesses. So who wants to have multiple back offices and multiple sites 
when you can put everything into a link tree or you can put everything into a website. Yeah, I agree. I, I started a website pretty early on and as much as sometimes I think, oh, that was kind of an expense. Cause of course I hired someone to help me with it and I wanted it to look a certain way. Um, but it really has been helpful. I love it. If a new product comes out, I can actually create a blog post about it or a page about it. And it's my story with the product instead of the company's story. And I can just direct people, direct people there. And then there's always a link there for them to, to, to decide to purchase it. So I do think it's helpful. Now, what platform would you suggest for someone just starting out? There's a lot of free ones out there. Uh, My particular website's on WordPress. WordPress gives you a lot more features, but the back end is hard to deal with. Oh my gosh. Uh, It's not user-friendly. I I dumped WordPress. I couldn't handle it. It's hard because you have to have a little bit more knowledge to deal with WordPress. But like for me, mine was built by somebody and I had someone maintaining it for a while and I've learned it now. Like I had them teach me how to use it and I use Elementor. So that makes it actually really easy to use WordPress. If you add Elementor into it, it's like a template. But the, from what I understand, Wix is a very user-friendly, you don't get as much, but I mean, there's lovely things out there for Wix. Um, I think Milkshake I've heard is pretty, pretty easy. And then you've got Squarespace. Squarespace Squarespace is a very popular one. And those are more user-friendly than a WordPress. But if you have the patience and the time to learn it, WordPress is great because you can add a lot more stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I, I wasn't, mad at WordPress. I actually switched over to Kajabi because I have some courses. And then I decided I just wanted my email list, my blog. I just wanted everything on one spot. So that's been good. I just wanted Kajabi I hear is great when you have like a bigger list and you have it because you can, it's all in one. Yeah. It's it is a bit pricier, but mm-hmm. it, it's all in one. Yeah. But honestly, Squarespace is probably, you know, some of my, uh, people in the business, they use Squarespace and they absolutely love it. So that's a really, yeah. yeah. So what are some just basic, and I know you have an Instagram course that you help women with. So what are some of the, would you share some of the basic tips that you're giving people that are starting out on these social platforms in using Instagram to build their brand? That's something we talk about a lot in network marketing. Um, Women come in thinking, oh, okay. So I just have to be the Arbonne person, or I just have to be the beach body person or faster weight lot, whatever. And we're trying kind of get that point across that. No, you want to build your personal brand. You want to build you and that's how you'll build trust. So what are some of the tips that you have for women coming in just new, really trying to get their, their feet wet with this? Sure. So the first, the first inform, like first thing first with like Instagram or even Facebook, but Instagram predominantly, you want to make sure that, and this is going to be something that might sound a little confusing. So your handle, like your, your at symbol with the name, uh, if it's your name, then underneath your photo, your you should only then have your first name in that bolded print and then like who you are or what you do or your title. If your handle is your name, you don't need to have your name again because it's going to show up twice. It's searchable. It's searchable characters. 
So put something else like for instance, like on my chaos and cookies one, that's not my name. Mm -hmm. So I want my name to be associated with it. So under my picture, it has Heather Greco Steinker and it has efficiency expert, but on my Heather Steinker handle that's, or it's actually the Heather Greco now because I changed it. Um, underneath it, it says Heather efficiency expert because in the, in the DMS and things, it'll come up as the thing that's underneath your photo. And you want to make sure that you have at least a first name there, but don't put your full name twice. And you always want to have a call to action in your profile. You need to tell them what to do with that link that you have, you know, go here for my new special or uh, download my free thing or listen to my podcast. You can change that all the time, but having um, a very uh, up-to-date call to action when you go and look at your profile, it's a snapshot of what they're going to find. And you want to make sure that those characters are really intentional. You just have a link. You're like, what am I going to do with that link? Where am I going to find when I go there? You need to be very specific. So if I'm promoting my business starter kit, Hey, here, here's where you download it. So then when I say link in bio, go to my bio, they are going to see my bio and see this call to action there. The second thing is you want to make sure that your Instagram is set to public. And if you don't want your personal to be public, then you need to start a new one with your business, which is hard because you have to create the following, but you can also use your name and just be you know, cautious about it. You can also uh, use those privacy settings if you want to make it public and you can also block the public from seeing certain things as well. Just your friends that's on Facebook, uh, which I'll do sometimes because it is set to public as well. And the third thing is you want to make sure that your Instagram is set to either a business account or a creator account, personal accounts. Great, but they don't give you analytics and you want to be able to see how many clicks, how many people you reached, how many people saved it how many people saw it from just the hashtags you used. So you can't get the analytics if you're personal. So you have to go up to the settings and go to your account and, and change it. And with that, you can then link it to Canva Pro. And that's now something you could do on Instagram as a scheduler. If you have a business account, if you have a creator account, you can go to Creator Studio on Facebook and do a scheduler there. So there's different ways, but you want the analytics. Now, there's a secret that not a lot of people know. And if you create an account, that's a business account and you then find out you don't have like the full extensive music library. And it's like, where's Taylor Swift? What I need her. Where's like the popular mainstream music businesses don't have the copyright to music. And so they typically Instagram will typically restrict the music for business accounts. But there's a way. And so that's when you go to a creator account, creator accounts, it'll free up the music. But if you wanted to use, say, Instagram uh, scheduler on Canva, it has to be a business account. So to get around it, if you want to keep your business account, you want to have that shop that people can go and buy from because that's an option for business. You set your um, in your profile, you set your category as entrepreneur. Oh, I Set know. it as entrepreneur, you'll get that music as a business account. Cool. I didn't know that. 
That's great. I, I have a creator account, but of course, and I, I do use creator studio and I love it, but I think Canva would be better. Do you use the Canva pro? To- I like the Canva pro just, and I think if you're starting an MLM or you're starting a new business, Canva pro hands down, have to go get, don't even think about like the extra nine ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. You can't do, you cannot do this without Canva pro. I don't even know how anyone tries. Like it is the best app. Yes. And you can do it on your phone and you can make those on your phone and, and post it. But, uh, Canva pro now has the ability because Instagram is like the mean girl of social media. Like it chooses who gets what, but not a lot of third parties can post like schedule that to them, but now Canva can. So if you wanted to keep that business platform, and I think that Canva is very easy to do, especially if you're creating all of your promos in there, you can put those in, you can put the captions in and, um, business account. So if you change your category to entrepreneur, then you'll get the full music list. It's so weird. Like, why is that a little hiccup? Like, I wonder why that you can do Because of the business copyrights. Like the businesses, like the, the musicians don't want you to have the credit, but creators, they want you to use it because they're creating new things with it. Um, and then on Facebook, you don't want, you want less than 30% of your, of your posts to contain a link of any kind. And the reason why is because Facebook and Instagram are, are businesses, right? So they, the goal is for them to keep you on the platform as long as possible. They want you scrolling. They want you clicking. If you're putting links in your caption, like go check out my thing here or go check out this, this article, whatever, whatever it could be, they're seeing the links as a way for you to get people off. And they're like, Nope, we're not going to push that out to people. I'm not pushing that out. Like we're not going to, we're not going to promote this or push it because it's bad for business. So if you're going to do a link, you put it in your comments. Mm -hmm. So you say simply linking comments because they can't decipher whether you put the link there or somebody else put the link there. So put the link in your comments and then you're safe to go. And the whole thing is too, with Instagram, you have to understand like repurposing content and things like that. When you're sharing links, which you can share in DMS, you can share an active link in DM on Instagram. And you can also share an active link in, uh, IGTV, uh, opposed to Facebook. You can put links all over the place. Um, you, they only push your content out to 10% of your followers, just 10%. Yeah. So you really need to sit and really nurture for 10 to 20 minutes after you post, don't post and ghost. And if you use a scheduler, know when it's being scheduled so that you could hop on when it is going to schedule, which is why people are like, oh, schedulers, they ding you for it. No, they don't. It's just because when you set it and forget it, you're not there actively uh, because you're like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to post and you need to actively be there so you can push it further. Uh, and so you about 10 to 30 minutes to get that thing to move. And if it doesn't move, it stops. And it's not going to get pushed out to everybody. I always tell my girls, like it's 45 minutes to an hour. If you're creating and posting at the same time and just make that your activity hour that you're creating the content, you're getting it out into the world. And then you have to stick around and engage your audience and make connections. And I friggin' learned that the hard way. Like I, I would love to think that my audience is <laughs> engaged enough that I don't need to be there, but even 
eight years in almost, I still need to do that work. Like I still need to make those connections. It's the I would say 95% of entrepreneurs still have to do that, you know? Absolutely. And it also pushes your content further. It's just a positive on all fronts. You're, you're engaging, you're being authentic and any authentic response is four to five words or more guys. Like you can't just give an emoji or a thumbs up or thanks. Like you have to give four to five words when you go and engage on other people's posts to make it genuine and just you have to stick around and a a trick to get more eyes on your stuff before you post, you know, the heart symbols next to those comments, don't heart them, Mm -hmm. leave them blank, leave them blank, comment, respond, leave them blank. Then you go back, you heart all of your comments because anyone that's commented will get notified. If you like to post, if if their notifications are on, they're going to get notified that you did it. They're going to look at their phone. They're going to see what it was. And then guess what? You go post right after you heart a bunch of things on your own profile. And it'll be first at the front of your, uh, of your feed or for their feed when you post it. And that works because one of my girls on my team, this was probably six or seven weeks ago. All of a sudden I started getting like notifications randomly that she was hearting my stuff. And because I know her well, I remembered that that post was like from yesterday and I'm like, oh, this is what she's doing. So it, it actually does work. I would, I would see her all of a sudden hearting and then I would go look at her new post. So it's, it is a really, really good trick. Um, Okay. So one last question, and I saw you made a post about this the other day and I, I loved it because I, I feel really strongly about the, the content that you're giving has to be so valuable. You have to build this trust with people. You cannot be a salesy person. And you had a really good breakdown of sort of a week's worth of content. Do you know the post I'm talking about that you made? Was it the, the viral yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you, can you just kind of share? Cause it's my belief too. I'm like, so in line with that, that's exactly how I kind of try and build my content every week. So I would love for you to share that. Sure. So there's three types of posts that you predominantly stick to, which is vulnerable, viral, and valuable. And there's also other funny ones, but they, they really, every piece does sum that up. So viral are like your reels or they're the funny memes, the things that go viral that you want to share. Those are always, always a go-to, right? But you don't want to just do all viral stuff. You have to keep a good mix of just that, of those three V's. So viral is anything that's going to just like make you laugh, um, a funny meme, things like that. Then you've got your vulnerable, vulnerable. Now, if you can go on video and be vulnerable, awesome, right? People love that. They love watching it and, but it's very difficult for someone to do that. So if you're doing a static post, which is just a picture with no video and you're vulnerable, you can get a really great reaction from it. Like when I posted about me going through a divorce and really just trying to step up for my kids. I had, that's probably the most comments I've ever received from people that I didn't even know, or didn't know that were paying attention because I was being vulnerable. I was giving, I was, uh, eliciting some sort of emotion from myself and also from them. So being vulnerable shows the human side of things that you're not just pushing a product and trying to get you to buy your stuff. 
And so then the last one is valuable. And that's like, should be your go-to 70% of the time. Valuable. You need to be teaching them something. You need to be bringing your followers value because they have to learn how to know, like, and trust you. And once they know, like, and trust you, they will buy whatever it is you're selling. And if there's a new thing and they've bought and you are being truthful, they're gonna just do it because they trust you and they know you and they know that you're a person behind it. And with the value, it's not like buy my skincare product because it's going to eliminate recalls by 50%. No, like that, whatever. Like we don't care. Like we want like before and after photos are really very powerful. Uh, the reason like what it did for you and your self-esteem and having less wrinkles when you used it, that's a vulnerable post, you know, then you can go into the valuable. Like I was just explaining to my boot campers the other day. So say you, um, own a, or you sell Arbon. I was doing an Arbon one. I did a private one for them. And so say you've got like something with, I think it has like, Oh, Bakuchi oil, I think is something that's in one of these products. And I'm like, okay, Bakuchi oil, like talk about what that is. Maybe one post could be like the phonetic breakdown and what the definition is like in a fun, um, you know, graphic or something. And then you could do another one. That's like the health benefits of Bakuchi oil. And then you could also do a fun viral post with you saying Bakuchi oil in five different ways and how, what it really means. So you can take one little thing, you can take an ingredient, then you can say the health benefits. That's another post, like talk about the benefits of it, not the, Hey, this product's so great. And then you can also do a compare and contrast, which is like, this is what Bakuchi oil does. You might see it on this product. This is their equivalent, but here are the reasons why this isn't so great. You know, you're educating them, giving, you know, pick out, um, if you're doing a recipe, pick out one thing, the benefits of a potato, the different ways to cut a potato, uh, the, you know, the reasons why you wouldn't like potato or sweet potatoes are better because of blah, blah, blah. You could do a poll. You could take one thing and make different things about it because you're educating them. You're making it fun. That's the key. Yeah. I think people overcomplicate giving value all the time. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it has so much impact because it makes you appear to be authoritative and that's what people want. Like they want to be able to trust you, but honestly, you can, you can find this information on the Google, <laughs> go Google, yes, like go Google it. Difficult. I mean, I always tell my guys like three tips on getting up in the morning to do your workout one, t- like, it's not that hard. Think about the struggles that you had and then go find some things that you can help other people so they can get to the point that you're at. And that's what builds the trust. It's not really to do with the product. They'll buy that no matter what, they won't even care when you start kind of using your three V's. I love how simple that is. The three V's the, the trust is built that they're going to actually be asking you. I don't even care what you sell. I just want to kind of like be with you. Cause I have learned so much from you. I love how you're honest and true. And like, they want to be in your energy. I'm a big energy girl. And I feel mm-hmm. that if you just 
keep sharing you and keep sharing why you're here. What are you doing on this platform? Know who you're trying to help and give them stuff all the time. They're going to want to be around you. And I think it's such a simple formula. Your three V's. I love it. You can't give them too much. And, you know, there's always those things that are like, don't give them too much because they'll never buy. No, give them, give them as much as you can or want to, they'll buy eventually because they just will like, then they don't forget. They have to see it. Um, so many times, so many times, like and and video is super powerful because think about like, I think it's 85 or 90% of the time you don't buy anything unless you see a video first. It's true. So, I mean, use video, use reels. It's, it's a 15 to 60 second clip. Like you don't have to do something funny and crazy. Like just think of it as a different type of video, you know, Instagram is like the copycat app is what it's known for. So like the feed was like for Facebook, right? So they created a feed. They did stories like a Snapchat, 24 hours, 15 seconds. So that's their Snapchat. You've got Instagram TV or IGTV. That's their YouTube. That's their long form. And then now you've got reels, which is their TikTok, yeah. right? So they are constantly pulling from different avenues. So just because people are doing it that way, doesn't mean you have to utilize it in that form. It's just the length of time that your video is going to be and it- where you're going to put it. Exactly. And stop, like, again, just stop overcomplicating it. People get so, uh, I, I still sweat on video. Like here I am. I hate going live. I hate going I, live. I still don't go live. I should. I tell my clients to go live. I don't go live. I know. Well, I, hate I, it. I, I it made me really pack. nervous. I know. I made a pact with myself. Um, Cause I still have a really strong audience on Facebook. And that's something I really like to mention in my podcast for people. Don't forget about Facebook. I know Instagram is the place to be. It seems like where all the cool kids hang out, but honestly, 95% of my, my sales and connections and team building happens on Facebook. Oh, me too. Me too. I think it depends. Like if I'm marketing my health and wellness stuff, um, I go to Facebook. If I'm marketing my Instagram bootcamp, because the majority of the people that follow me are other coaches or other business owners, I go over there and try to, and and sell them my bootcamp. That's, I don't get many people off the bootcamp. I mean, I do get some on Facebook because now I've been able to distinguish the two, but you just know where your audience is and what your trying, your goal is and go use that platform for that goal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I used to do coffee chat every single morning on Facebook about three or four years ago, I would go live for two minutes. Like it was so short. It was usually just giving a little snippet of my personal development in the morning. And then I got away from that. And then I thought, you know, I need to bring that back. So I'm made the goal of once a week going live on Facebook. And so far I'm, <laughs> I'm no, too- that's good. You need to go across all platforms live every week, one, every, every the yeah. same day, same time. That's like your live show. And you need to go live for like 15, 20 minutes if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. I'm so long-winded. I go like 25 minutes. <laughs> That's good. Cause you do it for the replay. You're not doing it for the live people. Like don't get all caught up on the, how many people are watching it. And if one pe- person shows up, guess what? One person showed up, yeah. serve them, but you have to remember you're not serving just that person you're serving. Everyone else is going to watch it later. Yeah. I know it live scary, but 
you just got to do it. It's one of those things that when you're doing it, you just want to vomit. But then when I'm done, I'm like, yes, I'm like a rock star. I, you know, you kind of get this high that you just did that. And usually you have one person that's commented something or you get a nice message. Like it really is when they hear your voice and then to bring it back to sales, it happens really fast when they've heard your voice and they can connect with you personally. It's really, really cool. So they favor social media favors lives. Yeah. YouTube live, LinkedIn live. They all have a live. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and I should do it too, but you, it, they favor you. They favor you. They push that out more than anything, anything at all. Even reels like live is King. Yeah. Yeah. So good. These were such valuable tips. Can I ask you one more question? Yes, you may. Okay. Um, I always, we, I I love sharing books on my podcast because I'm a huge personal development or business development girl. And I think it's really important for network marketers. So can you share a couple of your favorite reads that have helped you maybe personally or kind of helping you with your structures or even just your business? Do you have any favorite? Well, I have the big leap. Big leap is great. Uh, Atomic habits by James Clear for habit stacking, which is great. And then also, um, it's going to be a cookbook actually cook once oh. eat all week by Cassie joy Garcia. Love her. And she, um, does meal prep. So she'll give you three main ingredients for the week. And then she'll teach you how to meal prep it in the book and, you know, section it off for the different meals. And then by the time is like time to go cook it, uh, it's like 20 minutes and it helps you with, t- it gives you gluten-free, dairy-free. It helps with, um, it has like three different cooking styles, including Instapot. And it really, you don't have to go in order, but you can grab and the kids love it. It's healthy. It has all the breakdowns. And I find, I did get to interview her on my podcast. And so if you go check my podcast out with her episode, she just shares some really great things. I love that cookbook. It taught me how to cook. So what was the name again? Cook once eat all week. This is so good. I'm going to go listen to your episode. I love that. Cook She's one. amazing. And she just, we, we geeked out on like kids stuff and we get geeked out on like how to make it more efficient. And like when you're cooking in the kitchen, it was super fun. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Everyone usually gives like, you know, fluffy books. So that was oh, no, those are the books I like. <laughs> that is so good. I am so terrible in the kitchen. I need all the help I can get. So that was such a good suggestion. Oh, I'm good. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to have to listen to your episode. Anyways, Heather, where can people find you? How can they work with you? Maybe share a little bit where they can connect with you. Sure. You can connect with me. Um, my website's chaosandcookies.com. You can find me on the Heather Greco at Instagram or also at chaos and cookies. I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can connect with me. You can do a call. If you have Instagram questions, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer anything I can. And you guys, you need to go to Heather's Instagram page. You have so much value. You, you practice what you preach because there's tons of value there. Just lots of little tips and nuggets for anyone in business or moms just trying to get their life in order. Really, really great stuff. So we appreciate you being here, Heather. I really do appreciate you taking the time and this is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.